Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, episode number 144, season two. And this is about the disappearance of um, Dorothy Arnold. Most people, when you say the name Dorothy Arnold, really aren't sure who Dorothy Arnold was. Dorothy was born on uh, July 1st in 1885. She was one of New York's aristocrats. Um, Like at that time, you know, if you look at New York in the 1900s, all the way up to probably the 1940s, there were very large number of aristocrats, rich, the wealthy, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, And currently Dorothy's uh, status after December 12th of 1910 is listed as declared dead dead in absentia, which means basically she disappeared and was never found. Um, It's kind of an interesting case. There has been a lot of books written about it. Um, Dorothy at the time of her disappearance was 25. Um, and there are a lot of theories to what happened to Dorothy. Uh, Dorothy had a brother and a sister. Uh, the father owned a um, import business, a very popular import business. Um, the family, though, I noticed uh, throughout reading some of the stuff, uh, they were always afraid of being embarrassed. I mean, I don't know you know, where this comes from, but um, her disappearance uh, all occurred in, on December 12th, of, uh, 1910. It hadn't been reported until January of uh, 1911. Um, there, there were a lot of reasons. Dorothy, um, when she had... Um, graduated school and moved back home to New York, um, her her goal was to become a writer. Um, She had a lot of very um, influential uh, family members. One was uh, uh, Rufus uh, Peckham, which was uh, a U.S. Supreme Court judge. they also mingled with the Rockefellers, and um, they were very um, well-known people. So the family, anytime anything occurred, they would, um, like a lot of families even today, would attempt to bury it. So Dorothy decides that she is going to go out to purchase a dress for her um, sister's uh, ball party, whatever one wants to consider it. Uh, at the time, she had uh, $35 to $40, which nowadays is probably equivalent to between six dollars and $800. Um, she had stopped at a few small stores. Uh, she was on foot. Uh, it's estimated she was going to walk the distance to the 
uh, clothing store, which is about 1.4 miles. Probably, I think that kind of comes out to about 10 city block, blocks. Um, as I said, her uh, her disappearance on December 12th was kind of interesting because you have to remember at that time New York City, even like today, was hustling and bustling, probably even more so then. Um, so for Dorothy to just simply disappear off busy streets that, that stretch 10 blocks, it's kind of a you know, somebody would have seen something. Somebody would have contacted the police. You know, um, at the time, uh, you know, there, the police eventually put out a uh, an all-points bulletin looking for him. Um, very plain, uh, looking for her. Very plain uh, looking. Um, just it basically, it got a picture of her looking for missing, missing. And that's all it says. Um, it has her name. And uh, she at that time lived at 108 East uh, 70th Street in New York. That's all there was. There wasn't any much more to it than that. Um, at the time, uh, you know, Dorothy had... Um, had been going out with an older gentleman, uh, George uh, Riscombe Jr. He was a 42-year-old uh, engineer living with his parents in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but they, they were eventually, I, I, I don't know if the parents were aware of it, but they eventually realized it after discovering some letters that, uh, that Dorothy had sent uh, after they began looking. Um, the interesting thing was... Uh, At some point, she began um, pointing jewelry to us. Uh, she actually had pawn jewelry to spend a week uh, with Grissom in, in a Boston area hotel room. So we know we know where that was going. Okay. Um, the, the, that, well, you see, here, here's the discrepancy. The discrepancy here is they said she was, uh, disappeared on December 12th. Uh, it, was, it wasn't reported until January 26th, of night, six weeks after her original disappearance. Um, the father stated he believed she was murdered. Uh, some of the family members uh, believe it was suicide. Um boyfriend claimed that he believed it was suicide and that's you know that's how it um, came to be however some of the facts um, she had come home and she from school and wanted to be a writer well the first article that she had written was uh, turned down by uh, one of the New York magazines, which kind of was embarrassing for her. She didn't really say much about it. Uh, a few months later, she wrote a second one, which was uh, also tur uh, turned out to be 
turned down by the same uh, the same uh, publisher. The most, I mean, if we look at what we have here, we have a 25-year-old girl um, spending time with a 42-year-old man, uh, sneaking away to hotel rooms, this and that. So we, we know what happens in hotel rooms. You know, let's let's face it, we've all been there. Um, so let's look at some of the the theories that she was that she was kidnapped. Well, that really doesn't doesn't seem to apply based on the lack of anybody recalling in a ten block a busy ten block uh, city city street seeing any any disturbances or anything like that. Um, there have been reports that she had committed suicide. Um, uh, the thing with suicide is that most often than not, you're found. Uh, if you're dead, you can't hide yourself. You can't hide the body if you're dead. Um, one interesting thing, though, now let's keep this, this hotel thing in mind. Uh, the other claim that I think would, had, was probably more possible, that she had, she had gotten pregnant, uh, possibly with, with uh, Grissom's uh, child, and uh, she probably, there's several reports on collaborating statements that uh, she died during an underground abortion. Uh, the, the theory had been supported by a doctor who uh, ran the underground uh, woman's clinic known as The House. Uh, he said that he had uh, performed a procedure, didn't say what the procedure was on Dorothy, and the surgical complications had caused, caused her death. Um, it was believed that her body was actually um, incinerated in one of the furnaces after she died. Um, there was another statement from a, uh, a prisoner who was in the uh, Rhode Island uh, State Penitentiary. His name was Edward uh, Glenors. Uh, claimed he helped bury a body that matched Dorothy Arnold's description. Uh, he stated that, the, uh, that a man uh, he had known uh, had hired him uh, to pick up a body, and I, well, his statement was, at the time the body, she was um, she was alive, partially unconscious but alive, uh, and he said that uh, he had he he only knew that the 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 person that paid him, known as Doc Doc Doctor, so you know. And his his statement kind of collaborates um, earlier statements made. Um, it's interesting though that here was here's a discrepancy you have to remember. The doctor says that the that the body was burnt in a furnace or incinerated, but at the same time this guy says that he picked up the body. So um, you know there 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 is your you know, who done it cut type of thing, who's right, who's wrong. Um, but by that time, the, the uh, Arnold's uh, family had spent over $100,000 trying to find her. Um, you 
you know, there were there was a lot of speculation around the uh, the disappearance. Um, you know, uh, Dorothy's disappearance remains one of the biggest and perhaps the most tragic mysteries in uh, in New York City or unsolved um, disappearances. But I'm I'm kind of saying that yeah, it's probably possible she pregnant and I mean that family surrounded itself by always being embarrassed about stuff so I'm sure she would have been embarrassed to tell her father well hello hey listen um, you know I was I'm pregnant so on and so forth so she went she decided to have uh, an abortion which unfortunately didn't work out right and the body like other other uh, others had, they had just simply um, either buried or incinerated the body. I'm kind of thinking buried probably sounds more practical, especially, you know, the doctor had done, he had been uh, arrested for uh, several other uh, negligent homicide cases concerning the abortion and probably what makes the most sense. Um, you know, I, I myself would have liked, liked to have the opportunity to interrogate both the doctor and, well, the boyfriend of the doctor and the um, the prisoner at the time, um, I'm sure that would have been very easy to get additional linking uh, evidence or, or confession, but unfortunately that wasn't done. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. There's a, lo a long background behind it. Uh, if you happen to be interested in that stuff, you can always look up the uh, disappearance of Dorothy uh, Arnold and uh, do some further reading and investigation into it. And until the next episode, this is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. We are going to try to attempt to get, we were putting a lot of um, podcasts out there, two to three a day. Unfortunately, um, a lot of business uh, things came up that had to be attended to first. Um, you know, both of my my writing, I, I'm trying to uh, do a third edition, uh, the first and second edition of a lot of my books. Uh, additional information came in. Um, the proofreader I used, I wasn't very happy with, so I am now letting Gramley, the uh, premier edition, do all of the modifications and uh, proofs and spelling and grammar checks to it, which is taking me time because uh, between my normal job and trying to go home, maintain a house, um, is a little bit of a challenge uh, while attempting to do an electronic proofread, uh, formatting, and you know turning it into book form, and then turning it from book form to ebook form, which is the biggest pain in the ass a human being can ever have. That if you go to Kindle Direct and put your Word manuscript into a ebook fashion that it would do what it had to do. Not so. It's very Walmart-like. Uh, the formatting using that thing. Uh, it's way beyond the capability of us people that just are writers, not not editors, or not um, tech-friendly, uh, I guess. But in that case, just remember if you're in a dark place, dark room, a dark car, a dark path in the woods, a dark stairwell, or somewhere where there is no light, 
just remember when you hear those footsteps coming up behind you, you better have already planned a way out. Because if you don't, you may be the next person on our podcast.